You're listening to The Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. We are a community of recovering people who have overcome the odds and found the courage to change. Each week, we share stories of recovery from substance abuse, eating disorders, grief and loss, childhood trauma, and other life-changing experiences. Come join us no matter where you are on your recovery journey. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Courage to Change Recovery Podcast. My name is Ashley Loeb-Lassingame and I am your host. And today I am here for a Q&A with my producer, Scott. Producer hello. Scott, hello, hello. Did you know that I had a singing voice like that? No, but now I do. I was kind of trying to showcase it because I like I like our intro, but I'm just saying like if it was sung... The courage to change, the courage to change. Like something like that. Okay, you know what I mean? I just had an idea. <laughs> okay. We should have a contest where our musical listeners, they submit a song, an intro song that they create, and we'll we'll choose one and give that person a lump sum of money for their intro song. I love this, but it seems like a real generic lump sum of money. Is this just like in a sack? Is it kind of like loose, crumpled up singles? It is in a burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. Yes. No, I love that idea. I mean, I, I say tough competition. I already kind of laid down... <laughs> A song that's pretty good. And I mean, I guess I would just say, come at me. That's what I would say. Come at me. I love that idea. If people, if we've got some, I'm I'm sure we do. We have, we have a a lot of listeners. I am sure there's somebody out there who's got some musical talent and they'd love to take a stab at this. If you are that person for real, shoot us a, shoot us a message. You could do it at podcast at lionrock.life. Yeah. I love that idea. Send us a song. Okay. Wait, isn't this a Q and A? It is a Q&A. What's our question, Scott? So flips gears drastically. I don't know if there could be Was a that worse... too abrupt? <laughs> That's, I don't know if there could be a worse transition. Have you, you, ever, you, ever, you ever ridden in a car with your grandma who shouldn't be driving anymore? <laughs> That's kind of what, what this situation is, you know? <laughs> Anyway, so, so that made the transition worse. We're taking this question seriously. We're going to do our best. <laughs> we're, we're really killing it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. This is just the worst transition. Anyway, I recently defined my situation as languishing. It's like depression's cousin, not medical depression, but a mental health issue nonetheless. I just feel like this deep feeling of blah. And like, I can't move forward. It sometimes feels more insidious because it's not something really acute. I feel like it's putting me at risk of getting into old habits. What can I do about it? And that's from C. So here's the deal. Depression is on a continuum, on a scale, on a spectrum, whatever you want to, however you want to picture it. And languishing is on the depression scale. So you might not be not able to completely get out of bed, which would be at the far end of the acute, acute depression, not eating, not showering, etc. You may be more in the middle or a little more, you know, closer to the the less acute side, but it's still depression. It's not, it's not the cousin. I think that you used a word that really struck me, which was deep 
sense of blah, not blah, a deep sense, right? It that core. And I so relate to that. And the description that you have is what it feels like to be in moderate depression all the time. It doesn't mean that you're not functional or that you're not hiding it or but it is a deep sense of sort of meaninglessness of your life and not being excited about anything. My biggest thing is that I'll be in a moment where I know I should be feeling ecstatic and it's a happy moment and I'm like watching it knowing I should have a feeling but I don't knowing that this is that everything is amazing and not being able to feel it and that is a symptom of depression. It sounds to me like C, you have an interesting way of telling yourself about what's going on because you're willing to call it mental illness and you're willing to say that it's related to depression, but there is a resistance to call it depression. Maybe you don't want to be in like those people who have depression. Maybe that feels too cliche. Maybe it's easier to define it differently. Whatever it is, I think ultimately the solution to the problem, if that is what you're looking for, is to treat it like it's depression. So you can definitely seek help. I suggest therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is extremely helpful, even if it's for a short period of time, just figuring out what's going on with you. Sometimes it's temporary, situational, and there's something going on with you. And until you talk it out, you don't figure it out. There's, of course, at the, the further end, there's psychiatry. But the reality is that if it's related to depression, it's it's on the depression scale. Do you feel like you have anything that's... Because I, I hear that too. I hear kind of like a reluctance. I don't know. I think for me, sometimes I can describe it as like, maybe I shouldn't feel like this right now. I don't have a right to feel like this right now. Things like that. You know, I have felt those sorts of things. Do you feel like that there's like an easier way in for people who are maybe having those thoughts or those feelings? So I can share a little bit of personal experience, a little story. So I am diagnosed with depression, clinical depression. And if I do not take medication for it, it is quite severe. And it's something I still battle even with medication. Medication is not the solution. It's the thing that gets me to the point where I can actually put the solution into place. So it allows me to show up to the gym, to to remember to take the medication, to shower. So like the medication gets me to a place where I can participate in getting better. If I am in severe depression, without that, I can't even get to a place where I can do the things that help me to get out of it. But I wanted to share an experience based on what you just said, which is that when 2020 hit, the business that I co-founded, Lion Rock Recovery, which we had been working on for 10 years and fighting against people who were laughing at us and that'll never work and blah, 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 blah. It exploded in a good way. At one point, we were the only treatment center that basically didn't have to change any protocol that were accepting new clients. And we tripled in size in two months. The world accepted telehealth because they had to. We had been waiting for this moment. And so theoretically, this was a success moment for us, right? And yet 
the reason it was happening was because people were dying and we were in a pandemic. And so it felt like I was supposed to be happy about this thing that we had been working so hard to get. And yet the reason we were getting it felt awful. Then on top of that, all of the things, I had three-year-old twin boys at home, all of the things that were going on. And I felt, I told myself how lucky I was, how privileged I was, that I didn't have any right to complain. I shouldn't feel the way I was feeling. That's the main point, is that I was insistent that I didn't have a place to complain at all. I fed myself that every day, all day long, that my feelings were not valid because my life was not disrupted the way that many people's lives were. That year, so coming into the fall, I got into such a deep depression that by the time I realized that I was spiraling out of control, that I was struggling to get out of bed, even on medication, it was too late. Like I completely fell apart and fell into this black hole of depression. And so by this time I ended up having, I went, I didn't relapse, but I went to a place for 30 days because I was completely incapable of functioning by December 27th, which is my birthday. On December 28th, I said to my family, I'm not okay. And the reason I share that story is that as a result of me refusing to acknowledge how I felt and that I was having uncomfortable, sad, etc. feelings, because I was unwilling to do those things, I didn't see the black hole coming. But the thing is, the black hole comes whether you admit it or not. So when you admit it and you talk about it, then you can actually get into the solution, which is not what I did. I refused to go there with myself because I felt like I just didn't have the right to. When people do that, they're not actually saving themselves from dealing with the depression. They are putting themselves in a situation like I did to be completely blindsided because it's coming for you. If you have it, if it's there, if it's real, it's coming whether you want it to or not. And I learned a very big lesson about the importance of really validating my feelings, even if there was someone else out there suffering more than I was or someone more depressed or with a better reason to be depressed or whatever, because it was really uncomfortable to have to deal with that at 15 years sober. Do you feel like if this person maybe can earmark this as languishing in their own head, maybe they're still reluctant? What do you have for them? Yeah. So look, if you think I'm full of shit and languishing is the word that feels best and more authentic for you, I would still treat the languishing the way that you would treat depression. A lot of the time when we suppress an unhappiness about a part of our life, we start to feel blah because we're unwilling to admit that something isn't working. But if we admit that that thing isn't working, then we're going to disrupt the flow of our family life or your life or your job or your whatever it is. And ultimately, we don't want to disrupt that. So talking this out with a counselor is going to be a key part of dealing with why am I languishing and how do I get out of this? If I'm reflecting at like moments of my life where this is has creeped in, it's like sometimes it's situations where I, it feels uncontrollable. It feels like I can't, there are factors that I can't even change, right? Like I can't even imagine how I would undo this thing or I can't even imagine how I could get out of this situation or I don't like what, uh, you know, if it's a job thing, whether it's right. a, okay. whether it's a kid's thing, 
something, whether it's a, you know, whatever it is, like there's, there's something that feels like it almost feels like you're just, you need to just like sort of soldier through it because you don't have control over changing it. What do you have for that person? I think that's most of us. When we're in depression, it's nearly impossible for us to see the path out, which is part of where the depression comes from, is that you don't see a path out of this. So you just start to shut down in order to deal with it and soldier on, which is exactly it. That's what I did in 2020. Soldiered on until I completely went AWOL. And that soldiering just went out the window. And sometimes the way out is actually to leave the situation. And sometimes the way out is totally different and allows you to stay in it. That's why going to a counselor and talking to them is so important because I have had my therapist say to me, Ashley, have you ever considered this? I'm making this up. This isn't necessarily my situation, but like, have you ever considered moving to another position within the same company? Have you ever considered asking your boss what they thought you did really well? And, you know, have you ever considered that this person is struggling and they're going through something really difficult and they're taking it out on you? Have you ever considered blah, 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 blah. So I have found that my therapist offers perspectives, solutions, ideas, and helps me talk through those things in order to find the way out. The reality is sometimes we have to make tough choices in order to feel better. And we like to say there's no way out. But the truth is there's no way out that isn't disruptive and uncomfortable. And we don't want to be uncomfortable. And that's why that comes to that. It's not that there isn't a choice. It's that it feels like the other choice is not doable and that you're out of control and that you'll ruin everything and that it'll all fall apart and it'll all be bad and it'll all be a waste and blah, 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 blah. And those are the things you need to talk through. Think of it as like hiring an organizer, a professional organizer. You have thoughts flying all over the place, different categories, you know, professional going into personal, going into kids. It's a shit show in there. Maybe even a hoarder situation, right? You need to hire a professional organizer who is a therapist and they go in and they say, okay, okay, okay. We're going to put this over here. We're going to put this over here. Did you think that this goes in this bin? Oh, wow. You're you're putting your self-esteem into the professional bin. Maybe we should move that back into personal and look at what you can do for your self-esteem in your personal life so you don't have to rely on your job to give you self-esteem since jobs come and go. You know, they help you put all the things into the compartments so that when you go to reaccess those thoughts, you know where they go and you can look at them one at a time. You can decide whether or not that's a thought you'd like to keep thinking. That is the best kind of description I can use for going to therapy and just organizing the shit out of, you know, the K-fuck radio in your head. I think that's really wise. But at the same time, I would like you to stop judging me for keeping my shoes in the oven because I get nice toasty shoes in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I like to keep them. That's where they go. And so maybe you don't want to come over for dinner, but not my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I mean, I, you know, I have a sock flying through the air here and there. And I keep thoughts that I really should retire. But, you know, I can't let that go because I might need it later. Yeah, I've got some classics in there that just keep on, keep on coming out. And I go. I thought I put you in your little spot. And they go, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to pass this down to my children. <laughs> <laughs> this is a legacy thought. 
We're going to keep this one. I need my great grandchildren to have to deal with this in therapy in their lives. So I'll just pass this bad bitch on down. (laughs) Can you tell it's Friday? It is that day. No, I think that that's really good. I love the analogy of the house that's disorganized and there's it takes somebody from the outside to come in and go, hmm, you know what? I know you want to hold on to this idea. We'll put this in the maybe pile. How about exactly. that? Exactly. We're going to donate now, that thought. We we might, we'll, we'll circle back, but I know you really want to keep that, but it's a, uh, it's a tie-dyed t-shirt with, you know, Garfield that says, I hate Mondays and I know you love it. And that's what you wear to sleep in. But we're just going to put that in the maybe pile. I'll tell you that I hired a professional organizer, like a real one for my house. And it was an emotional experience, which I, I'm not a super, like, I don't cry a lot for myself. And at one point, we they pulled everything out of my closet. And I had all these cool girl clothes, you know, back from my 20s. And these gorgeous high heels that cost ungodly amounts of money. They put them all out. She was like, when's the last time you wear them? Oh, well, they don't fit. Oh, I can't wear this. They hurt my feet, whatever it is. And I ended up getting rid of them. And when I got rid of them, when they left, I was like, okay, good, you know, clean it out, whatever. When they left that day, I started to cry. And I realized that like, it was saying goodbye to like, I'll never go back to those clothes. Like, like I'm not going to end, I'm not going to go to, EDC and rave again. I just don't have any desire to do that in a butterfly tank top, you know, or whatever. And it was interesting to me how it's very similar, like how we organize our things, our thoughts, our lives. There is emotion wrapped up in things that you have no idea. I mean, that shit was so far in the back of my closet. I can't even tell you. It's not like I was looking at it every day, thinking about it. And they walked out and I cried. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm crying. What the fuck is happening? I just had organizers come over. This is so weird. It's really analogous to like your thoughts and thinking like, oh, I guess I do think that, you know, everybody's going to leave me. I guess I do think that. I guess I do think that I'm not safe. I guess I do think blah, 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 blah. And you don't even realize that it's there. Yeah, 100%. And I know that process was a little bit easier because you were able to donate all those clothes to me. And I get a lot of use out of them. That's the thing. I don't want to brag, but people have used the word work in it a lot about some of the stuff. So I think that's, I think it's treating it as depression, even if it feels like it's a distant relative. I think it's going and getting the help before it becomes the place where you just feel like you can't climb out at all. I think it's doing some organizing of your thoughts and your feelings that are floating around in there. And then with a professional, with a professional, and then maybe it's, it's shedding some of those things that once served you, but don't serve you any longer. And I would be remiss. I do always, anytime we're talking about the subject, I hope that we're catching this pretty early on and that you feel like there are options for you. But if anybody is ever in this boat, the suicide prevention hotline is just 988. Now you don't have to remember a lot of numbers. It's just 988. You can call it. You can text it. It's a good thing to just have in your back pocket. You can text it. So anyway, just putting that out there. There are lots of options. There are lots of ways that you can get out of whatever the situation is. And we are rooting for you. If the option to, to start out is to just shoot us a message and say, I don't know where to start. That's a fine thing for you to do as well. You can shoot us a message at podcast at lionrock.life. And we're rooting for you. We really are. I understand where you're coming from. hundred percent. Ashley, anything that you want to leave them with? Yeah. 
I want to leave this podcast with a little compassion that I know how painful and difficult it is to struggle with depression and all its relatives. And it feels like you should be doing better. It feels like you're watching your life go by or you're participating and you're kind of dead inside. And it's weird because it's you can't see it. And it feels like this amorphous thing, but it's super real for you. I just want to extend my compassion. It's very painful to try to explain to loved ones who don't understand the things that I suggested that we talked about really do work because I've had to do them myself. So I know it makes it better. Typically, it makes it better when you do lots of things in conjunction. Start with one. I know how hard it is to do anything when you're struggling with motivation and you're feeling blah. Start with one of those things. Start with some accountability. Talk about it and it can get better, but I know how difficult it is. So hang in there. Thank you for sending your question. I'm sure other people have the same one. I hope you send us an update with what's working. All right, guys, sending you hugs. See you next week. This podcast is sponsored by lionrock.life. Lionrock.life is a diverse and supportive recovery community offering weekly over 70 online peer support meetings, useful recovery information, and entertaining content. Whether you're newly sober, have many years in recovery, or you're recovering from something other than drugs and alcohol, we have space for you. Visit www.lionrock.life today and enter promo code COURAGE for one month of unlimited peer support meetings free. Find the joy in recovery at lionrock.life.